Well, hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended from ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello and how are you doing? It's been really windy here in Britain this week. The trees have been swishing this way and that way. And surprise, surprise, the trickster tale we're going to hear today begins with a tree which is swaying in the wind. The story is a Native American trickster tale. The trickster in this story is Coyote. Do any of you remember what a coyote is? That's right, it's a bit like a cross between a wolf and a wild dog. Coyote is very curious and he's always getting into trouble. Now, here's a challenge for those of you who've been listening to Super Great Kids Stories for over a year since last January. Can you remember another Super Great Kids Story which has a coyote in it? There's only one and it was told by Toop. And if you can't remember, then why don't you see how many Super Great Kids trickster stories you can think of while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, Super Great Kids. I'm back. Did you think of another story with Coyote in it, did you? Yes, it was Coyote and Baby Turtle. Well done if you remembered it. And as for trickster stories, I wonder how many you could think of. Here are a few which I've written down earlier. Kojo the rabbit, Anansi and the tree with a face, Loki the trickster and the god of thunder, the race between donkey and toad, Anansi and the drum of common sense, Anansi and the hot pepper soup, the fox and the foolish fishes, a fearsome creature in the house, the parrot's advice and Odon the giant. Wow, that's about ten. I wonder how many you remembered. Shall we start the story? The storyteller this week is the wonderful Emily Hennessy. She's telling a Native American tale about coyote and a big old tree. The tale was inspired by stories from Peter Blue Cloud, who was a mohawk from the Turtle Clan. Are you ready? Here's Emily. Mouth open. Story jump. Coyote was going along and going along and going along and going along. Part man, part dog, part god. He made his way through the forest, following a little path between the trees. And he walked and he walked and he walked until he came to a clearing. And in this clearing there was a huge cedar tree. Coyote watched as the wind blew. Because as the wind blew, the tree swayed. The trunk of the tree opened. Coyote watched, and the wind blew, and the tree swayed again, and the trunk closed. The wind blew, the tree swayed, the trunk opened. And this time, when Coyote stepped closer to see, 
there was a great, big, empty hole inside that trunk. <laughs> the wind blew, the trees swayed, the trunk closed. The wind blew, the trees swayed, the trunk opened, and Coyote saw a game. <laughs> he leapt into the trunk, into that hole, and ha! <laughs> Tree, close, he cried. The wind blew, the tree swayed, the trunk closed. Tree, open, he cried. The wind blew, the tree swayed, the trunk opened. Tree, close, the wind blew, the tree swayed, the trunk closed. Tree, open, he cried. The wind did not blow, the tree did not sway, the trunk did not open. I said, tree, open, he cried. Tree? Hello? Wind? Hello? Ugh. I'm stuck. Ugh. I'm completely stuck. Coyote kicked, and he pushed, and he shoved, and he scratched, and he clawed, but it was no good. That trunk would not open. He was completely trapped inside. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh. Coyote had an idea. He didn't know what to do, but he knew who would. His three sisters who happened to be three little red berries who happened to live inside Coyote's tummy. And so Coyote vomited up his sisters and held them there in his hand, those three little red berries. Oh, my precious sisters! Oh, how lovely to see you all! Now, I am in a terrible muddle. I am stuck in this tree and I don't know what to do and I need some help. Please tell me what to do. You always say that our ideas are your ideas, said the elder sister. Yeah, said the second. It's not fair. Yeah, said the third. It's not fair at all. We're not going to help you. No, we're not going to help you. No, we're not going to help you. So, huh. My darling sisters, I would never do such a terrible thing. It's just you are so much cleverer than I am. Please tell me what to do. Hmm. Well, I suppose if we were stuck in a tree like you are, then we would... And they told him what they would do. Ah! Well, that's exactly my idea too, said Coyote. And before his sisters could complain, he quickly swallowed them down again. And then Coyote called out. Birds of the forest, can you hear me? Please, come and pick me a hole so I can be free. A tiny little bird heard Coyote calling from inside the tree trunk. And he flew over to the trunk and began to The little bird made a tiny little hole. Coyote peered through with one eye. This hole was far too small, but he called out, uh, Thank you, little bird. Oh, 
as a way of saying thank you, I will give you a name. I will call you Wren. And the little Wren fluttered off into the forest. Another bird came to help. Peck, 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 Coyote peered through this hole uh, with his eye, again, far too small, but uh, thank you, little bird, he said. I will call you Sparrow. Along came another bird. Peck, 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 peck. Far too small again. Never mind. Thank you, little bird. I will call you Robin. Along came Finch and Woodpecker an owl, and raven, and hawk, and one by one the holes became bigger and bigger and bigger, and all the birds were given their names. But the holes were still too small. But Coyote had an idea. He couldn't fit himself through the holes, but he could fit his breath through the holes. And so Coyote blew. that he didn't realise. He blew so hard, he blew his ears through. He blew his claws through. He blew his paws through. He blew his tail through. He blew his stomach through. He blew his eyes through. He blew his legs through. He blew his whole body in bits through the holes. Until there he was, lying in pieces on the forest floor. And so Coyote pieced himself back together again, his legs and his stomach and his tail and his paws and his claws and his ears and his... Hmm. His eyes. His eyes were missing. He'd pieced the whole of himself back together again, but he couldn't find his eyes. And so he crawled around on the ground, feeling for them. Along the forest floor came Mr. Slug. Mr. Slug couldn't see a thing, but he could feel in his path there was something round and slimy. Ooh, what's this, I wonder? And he lifted up the round, slimy thing and... Oh, I can see. 
<laughs> I can see the forest. <laughs> I can see the sky. <gasps> I can see another eye. <laughs> and the slug took Coyote's second eye and... I can see even more now. <gasps> Two eyes. Oh, lucky me. <laughs> then Mr. Slug saw Coyote crawling around on the forest floor looking for something. Ah, hello, Coyote. I see. <laughs> I used to be blind as well, Coyote, just like you. But now I have my eyes. <laughs> no, 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 said Coyote, realising what had happened. I'm just, um, I'm just using, uh, I'm using my magic eyes. And that's right, I'm using my magic eyes to look for the earth spirits of the forest floor. The earth spirits? What are the earth spirits? Well, they're amazing, said Coyote, but you'll never be able to see them with those normal eyes. No, no, no. You need magic eyes like I've got to be able to see the earth spirits. Oh, I tell you what, Slugger, I feel a bit sorry for you not being able to see the Earth Spirit, so why don't we, just for a minute or two, swap our eyes so that you can see the Earth Spirits too? Oh, well, that's a very good idea, said the Slug. And so the Slug took out his new eyes and gave them to Coyote. Now I am whole again, said Coyote. Thanks, Slug. And before Slug had the chance to realise what had happened, Coyote had disappeared off through the forest. And so from that day to this, the Slug remains blind and the birds of the forest all have their names. And now you know the story of how, most likely, most probably, the world's first harmonica was invented. Thanks to Emily Hennessy for that story. And thank you for listening. Imagine having three little red berries for sisters. How strange. That coyote's a bit of a scamp, isn't he? Do you think coyote would make a good friend? Or would he get you into trouble? Or would you get him out of trouble? Well, now it's time for some thank yous. You've all been very kind and you've been busy sending beautiful, unique pictures of our stories. Did you know that usually when you're listening to stories, you imagine that the main character is you? So often when we draw these pictures, we draw the main characters looking a bit like ourselves. So I get a bit of an idea what you look like by looking at your pictures. Now, 
let's dip into my bag of happies and thank some of you for those beautiful drawings. We begin by thanking seven-year-old Marily in Greece for her imaginative picture of the stick woman's story. It's full of energy and fun. I love the way the stick woman is wearing the pumpkin like a dress and that the trees and plants all look like people and some are even wearing sunglasses. Exciting to hear from someone from Greece, Marily. Thank you. And staying in Greece, Marily's four-year-old sister Iris sent a picture of a very happy long-eared donkey from Donkey's Band and the Big Bad Robbers. Thanks so much for your lovely painting, Iris. I'd want to be friends with your donkey if I met him. Hurrah! And thanks to six-year-old Sydney, who sent two magical drawings of how the birds got their colours and Tramp and the Boots. I love the way you've put the rainbow snake hiding between the rocks and the way your tramp is washing his feet in the cool water with the buttercup yellow boots next to him. Very good drawing, Sydney. You've captured both those stories really well. And Benny from Albuquerque in New Mexico has sent three imaginative drawings of Stickwoman, Baba Yaga and Banathi the bullying crow from The Crow and the Sparrow. I love the way the river in Nora and the Aki Fruit looks like it's wrapping itself around Nora. And the way Banathi the bullying crow has a burning hot beak and looks something like the artist Picasso would have painted. Well done, Benny. And thanks very much for sharing with us your photo with you wearing your Super Great Kids t-shirt. That made me very happy. And eight-year-old Ozzy from Virginia has sent a witty picture of Butterball and the Troll story. I like the fact that the troll woman is carrying her own head and is saying, yum, yum, Butterball soup. And Butterball is sort of off the picture shouting, yum, troll daughter soup. It's very witty. Thanks for sharing it. And Ozzy's sister Jane, who is six, has been busy drawing Baba Yaga's breakfast story with Baba Yaga flying on her broom. I love the way she's shouting, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, hoo, hoo, all over the page. It's scary and you made it fun at the same time. Thanks for sharing your picture, Jane. And three-year-old Felix has got together with his mum to make a picture inspired by the stick woman's story. I like the way Stick Woman is tucked neatly inside the pumpkin and that it's rolling downhill and all the animals are looking at it from the outside, a little bit baffled. A lovely team effort. Thank you. And now to Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania to thank Hannah, who is eight, for her stylish picture of the Spinning Sisters. I love the tongue, complete with blue spots, and the huge foot and the sister with the huge thumb. And I like the fact that they all look very similar with natty black dresses and stringy hair and spiky fingers. A super great drawing. Thanks, Hannah. And Rosemary, who is five, has sent a brilliant story map of Bikabai and the coconut. Thanks, Rosemary. I love the way you put an arrow to show Bikabai before and after walking up the tree to pick the coconut. Very imaginative. And Emma Lynn has drawn a very happy picture of the Snake Sisters with a bright sunshine and the little blue serpent slithering along the sand next to her sister. Interesting that that story comes from Brazil where there are lots of snakes. So thanks for sharing that. And seven-year-old Scout has drawn a brilliant picture of Coyote and Baby Turtle. It's so clear and so clever. 
hot sun and the bright orange desert sand and the flowering cactus and baby turtle with his yellow shell. You have quite a skill there, Scout. Oh, and hello to your sibling Bodie. Over to Slovenia now in Europe with a marvellous cartoon picture of Baba Yaga sent in by five-year-old Jan from Slovenia. I love the way the witch is crouched over her broomstick as she flies, wearing her big witchy boots and her bright headscarf. Oh, rather brilliant, Jan. I think it's super great. Ooh, and in Minnesota, four-year-old Sincere has drawn a fab picture of how the snakes got their poison. I love the slithery snake with the rattle attached and the bags of nights scattered all around the snake. Imagine, Sincere, if we had to go and beg for a bag of night from a snake king every time we wanted to go to bed. And finally, over to Germany, to six-year-old Addison from Munich. Addison sent us a considered and imaginative picture of how the birds got their colours. With the most extraordinary-looking birds, there are stripy ones and ones with coloured headdresses and a black one with a huge orange beak. And in the middle of the drawing is the snake, which is giving away all its colours. A super great drawing, Addison. Thanks for that. That's it for this week. Keep listening. More thanks for pictures next week. If you'd like to see them, go to facebook.com forward slash stories. If you've sent in a beautiful picture, but you haven't yet been thanked, I'm sorry. We will get there. So many of you are sending us super great pictures at the moment and making us smile a mile wide. We love seeing them, so thank you for being patient. Now, I would like to say a very big thank you to all our subscribers. Your help is really enabling us to keep making this podcast. So a big thank you to Patreon subscribers Tavi from Oakland in California and thanks to four-year-old Lyra and her sibling Jasper, who is two, from Bellingham in Washington. At the moment, they're on a road trip in California. How exciting is that? And thank you to Benny from Albuquerque in New Mexico, who is a super fan of our stories and a very good artist. Let us know if you're a subscriber and you'd like a shout-out, especially if you're an Apple subscriber, because we can't see your names. If you'd like to give a one-off donation of any amount on Ko-fi, Or subscribe to our podcast on Patreon or Apple and get bonus stories, early access and advert free. Then for Patreon, go to our website on supergreatkidstories.com or for Apple, go to Apple Podcasts. We'd love to see more of you join our Super Great Kids Stories family. We had a couple of really kind reviews this week from Fit Mama and Ben, who is six in Canada, and from Benson in the UK. Thank you very much for that. Your reviews make me want to kiss the sky. If you liked today's story, we have two more Coyote stories coming from Emily and another Anansi the Spider story coming from Toop. So stay tuned. That's it for this week. I hope you're practising telling stories to anyone who will listen. As the young brave warrior says in Toop's story about the Snake King, they are good medicine. I'll see you next week. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London. 